0: The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break with Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Friday, September 30th, 2022 season episode. Season 18 episode 41. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite. It is the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys And uh, we've got a full show for you guys today we got a lot of stuff to get you guys ready For Cowboys versus Commanders And we will take phone calls throughout the show Call us, 888-855-2297 Again, it is 888-855-2297 And uh, we'll try to get to you guys As you call in uh, As we're talking about other things throughout the show How's everybody doing this morning?
3: Good we're I'd be good.
2: really good if William would have posted this thing I'm trying to retweet it <laughs> Wow, you just called William out like I that. I love okay. William. William's one of my <laughs> favorite it's people. I've and you know he's listening it's right there. now, too. It's I know, know he's listening. So. I
4: know, William. I love you, man. I'm just trying to help you out, brother. Just William, give me. William oh, maybe there you go, our, William. There there may
2: be our best fan because he listens to every single episode, doesn't miss an episode, and always has commentary after the show about something that he liked or didn't like about the show. So he might be but our
4: doesn't like me, and that's okay. I'm all right with
2: that. <laughs> all right, let's jump in. Let's get some updates on a couple guys that – uh, that we're trying to find out if they're going to play this week. Uh, J. Ron Kirst, Dalton Schultz, what are we hearing?
3: I like – I mean, I think both of them have a chance to play. Both have a chance. to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like that uh, – I mean, Schultz, we talked about all week. Schultz had a pretty good chance last week to play. He didn't. So, you know, it looks good for him this week as long as there's no setbacks and it doesn't sound like there is one. J. Ron Kirst, same thing. Michael Gallup. Is that on your list too? Sorry.
2: No, I'm just assuming he's gonna play. I'm hoping okay, that well, mentally he's right this week, but Okay. I think what? that's
3: getting. I think that's getting a little overwhelmed. Well I just think I mean, those are his kind of, those are his I, words. I, I know, of, you know, I know, but anytime you you throw that in there it just sounds like he was scared to play. I, I just no. think I I, I Okay. I, I I know. I just think that it's like he's he's gonna be ready to go. Whether it, I mean, I think that you know the knee bones connected to the hip bone type thing. It's all, yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same, mental, physical. It's all the same. So I, I think, I think, like if he's not ready mentally, then he's not ready physically, and vice versa. That's right. kind of what I'm saying,
2: and, and I think that's true. I think Mike McCarthy did a good job this morning on 105.3 The Fan of saying that, and he was like, "Look, the way we look at it," he said, "the way I look at it, is all those three things are whether a guy's ready to play or not." You know, I think the outside media probably thinks of it like, "Well, when he's physically ready." Then he's back on the field. Sure. But he said, "On our, on our, from a football perspective, we always look at all those things. And he said we look at the physical, we look at the emotional, we look at the mental. And all three need to be right because when guys are coming back from injury, you want to make right. sure they feel good about where they are so, before they go
3: out there. So, Like, hypothetically, yeah. if a guy has a, sh- a thumb injury, he might the thumb might be ready to go, but you wonder if mentally he will, He might you know, need another some, nine weeks. Just something like that.
2: <laughs> Rest of the season, I don't know, AIR. Go ahead, Amber, sorry.
5: Uh, No, I was just going to say that when I heard that last week, to me, it was kind of shocking to hear those commentary, like that comment of like, okay, well, he wasn't ready mentally. But yet it was like something that, man, I really respect that, the the, the way that they've handled, because typically you would imagine, okay, you're under contract, you got to play. Like, there's a reason why we're paying you if you're physically ready and. Our medical staff is saying your body's good to go, then go. But the fact that they are, like, to hear that kind of support on the mental side of things is just very, um, I don't know the, the word I'm looking for, but just refreshing. Refreshing, yes, that's a good word. So it, it's nice to hear that, and I would assume, given that support and hearing the comments from his teammates, even CeeDee Lamb yesterday talking to the media He's going to be back on that field, and I would imagine this week just kind of got him pumped up and ready to go.
4: After what happened last night to Tua in that game, we're all now the the sense of awareness for injury, and I think it's even heightened even more. We saw what happened to him against Buffalo last week. Then they played on a Thursday night game. Those images were horrific of him laying on the field last night, And him getting carted off. And the one thing that I know, and I've been super critical of Mike McCarthy through his administration here, the one thing that I do respect about him is he does have an understanding about injury and he does have an understanding about, hey, let's make sure that the players are okay with this. Let's not just put them out there because we're trying to save jobs or we're trying Mm -hmm. to win games. And I, I do respect him. I've talked to a lot of people around the league. And um, he's one of the top ones when it comes to, hey, let's make sure that our players are right. I've worked with organizations that hasn't always been that way. It's like, hey, why are we not playing this guy? You only have 17 of these things. Why are we not playing this guy? And I I think the thing with the way that the the training staff here, the doctors here, the head coach, I think they actually do it the right way. And if if, uh, Dalton Schultz isn't ready – and you know, and and the receiver's not ready, or anybody else is not ready, and they're not putting them out there, it's for a reason. And I think they do it the right way here. I really, really do believe that with my heart.
2: Yeah, I think, honestly, I mean, the world has changed. Let's be honest about it. Like, football we grew up on is not football of today. There was right. this stigma, I think, that came along with it that you're not tough if you... Don't play hurt. If you, if you don't play hurt, that's yeah. really the thing. It wasn't even about... The mental side it was like literally even if you're hurt get back out there and i i do think that has changed it's probably changed for the better because let's also remember this is a game guys and you're, you're talking about people's lives and these are people so i think it's changed and i and i was actually i was with you Amber. right when i heard the statement at first i was kind of like oh that's interesting and then i thought about it and was like you know it's kind of refreshing yeah. that that they're thinking about it and the player actually can be in a world where right. he plays football but he can say you know. I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. I don't feel like I'm ready yet to get back out on the field. And nobody has to look at him and say, you're weak because of that. Yeah,
5: before, you would never even dare to say those things out of your mouth. Like, let those words come out of your mouth. To use, like, I'm not ready mentally or anything like that, that, that was, like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm over here. I need a dictionary, an English dictionary. But it's just, yes, definitely refreshing to see that they do have now that kind of openness to speak about it. Because we know that it goes beyond just the physical aspect of things. You got to be like, otherwise you risk another injury. Like if you're not there and you can't process and comprehend what's going on and, and allow your mind to give your body the signals that it needs to to move and react you definitely might risk another injury. Yeah,
4: there's there's injuries that these guys are going to have to deal with the rest of their lives, whether it's bones, uh, knees, ankles, shoulders, backs. Those are the things that are really part of the game. The things to do with head injuries and trauma and stuff like that, that's something... You, you know they're trying to do these studies and they're trying to figure these things out they're trying to make better helmets and things like that and you know, i'm talking a little bit about the tua situation but i think it's overall you know you, you're really not going to have a product on uh, if you don't take care of these players you know and, and and we're having a point in time where there's a lot of young families that are not letting their sons play football they're just not it's the you know, and, and you're having to talk these uh these parents into well, no, it's safer. That's safer because, you know, twenty years ago Ronnie Lott's cutting off his finger to play in a game. You know, that's hey, just that's I, know it, I know it's <laughs> I know it's I know it's messed up bad, but cut the finger off. I I do not well, I gotta play. You know, that I hope we're not doing that anymore. You know, I not not for my
2: entertainment. Yep. You know. Yep. All right. Let's go to the phones. We got a call from Fernando in Miami. Fernando, what up?
1: What's up, guys? Big fan thank you. and Amber. I want to start by saying you're the most beautiful thing <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. I just want to talk about the uh, the controversy, the quarterback controversy. And I've been thinking about this even before Dak's contract. I think there's a couple of games that Dak played that I did not like that he didn't play well. The New England game, I thought that was a big game when they went to Boston and Brady was there and he couldn't pull off a win and he didn't play well. The Titan not the well the Titans game. The first game with Amari Cooper. He got a couple of breaks early in the game. We got fumbles and we only got field goals out of that game. And then Thanksgiving, the Chargers game, the Buffalo game He was totally outplayed by those quarterbacks. And then, you know, last year the Denver game and then the San Francisco game, the playoff game, we had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. So maybe there should be a quarterback. Oh, and there's one more game. We went to the Detroit game in uh, Dallas like two or three years ago. The Cowboys played the Lions. Uh, At the end, we pulled that game off, I think, with Amar Philgo that, you know, Dak threw a bomb to Ezekiel, and we almost lost that game to Detroit. So those games made me think, damn, is Dak Dak worth all this money?
4: Well, let me ask you a question real quick, sir. What about other games you feel like he's played well? Other
1: games he has played well, but I think he's been lucky. He wasn't
4: lucky to beat beat Aaron Rodgers his first year. He wasn't lucky to beat... Ben Roethlisberger, I mean this guy's won games. he's won some big games for you, yeah, you know, but I mean I think, I, I think you're cherry-picking some games, but I, I think the thing about it, if you're thinking that Dak is making too much money, is that what you're basing this argument on?
1: No, not really the money just and the way he the Cowboys wanted him to get five years, he took four, you know and now he you know I'm thinking Wait I don't a minute, think that's dude. his
4: fault. I don't think that's his fault. That's a strategy that him and his agent and the Cowboys, the Cowboys could have negotiated with him much earlier than this. They could have got this deal done much earlier. They chose to, to take this route.
1: True, but I also think he's been lucky. He's been in a bad division with bad quarterbacks. I think that's helped him out a lot.
2: Okay. Right. Thanks for the call. I, I I I get a little bit. I listen to a convers, I mean a, a a comment like that, and I think. The first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, so name me the quarterback that you can go through their career and didn't have games where maybe they didn't play their best. Or didn't have games where they lost when they didn't have a good first half and they didn't have enough to get their team back to win it. Like, name that quarterback. Because I think that's an unfair expectation. If you're going to go through Dak's entire career and you can pinpoint five games, I think that was the number, five games where, yeah, this might have been Dak's fault. Let's assume it was his fault in those five games out of his entire career. I just, I don't know what the argument we're trying to make here. Are Because to me, the argument you're making actually says he's a pretty good freaking quarterback. If yeah. he's got five bad games in his career, I'll take that. That's just the nature of, you're, not, you're playing against professionals. You're not going to be perfect. Every game's not going to go according yeah. to plan. Every game, you're not going to be at your best. Like, that's the nature of being human and playing football. I,
4: I just, real quick, I remember that game he was talking about in New England, though. That was a bad weather game. Brady was bad in that game. It came down to defense and special teams, I think, in that in that particular game. I, mm-hmm. I think both quarterbacks, Tom Brady wasn't very good in that game either. So it was really Belichick, you know, the scheme and what you were able to do there. I, I like what you're talking about with the, you know, I think there's some faults of Dak Prescott. I think there, I, I don't, you know, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think these elite quarterbacks, their ability to see, to read, to find, uh, you know, to make those throws that, you know that that are those difference-making throws. I, I think Dak is. I think even if you you know this this group right here that I'm with, they did a documentary with with about Dak and it and they even talked to Dan Mullen, his coach, and they think you know hey the guy he wasn't about throwing the ball and things like that. There are limitations that he has. There's limitations that he has, and that's there's a reason why those guys are elite, but you know the other intangibles that he has. You know, more than make up for some of the deficiencies that he has. So I I don't, you know, I I, I really wanted to believe I mean, I was disappointed after the first game. I really was because on 1053, I was like, listen, he's gonna put all this injury stuff behind him, he's gonna come out, he's gonna be this Dak we saw in 2016, he's gonna be mobile, he's gonna be able to do everything. But it didn't happen that way. But he I know this now, he's got limitations. You know, and you know, but I'm willing to deal with the limitations because I think there are other things about his game that that put him into that that group where you're saying, like, okay, you can win a lot of games with this guy, and they've won a lot of games with him playing quarterback. It's he, not just the other team's quarterback was bad. Do you, you know? think?
2: Do you think that the money is what people
3: have? Absolutely. To, to problem with,
4: with absolutely.
2: That. Yes. Yep. Yep.
3: Hundred percent. They think that. I mean, but then again, if you ask him. You ask people, well, where do you think Dak ranks among top quarterbacks in the league? They'd say probably anywhere between 7 and 15. That's probably where he ranks money-wise. The, he didn't when he signed the contract. Yeah. But where he is now, he's probably the 7th or 8th highest-paid quarterback. I, but people don't also go up there. I'm just saying, I mean, they, he's he is where he, where he is. And I think to call him lucky yeah. is is very shortsighted yeah. because I remember him getting carted off the field with in New York with his ankle turning the other way. It he didn't luck. seem very lucky to me. <laughs> and getting his thumb slammed into a helmet that uh, you know on a throw, a routine throw in the fourth quarter, where a, didn't a seem backup very lucky. guard
4: didn't pick up his guy. Right? Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, so I mean, I don't think he, I don't think luck has, has been anything a part of his career. I really don't.
4: You know, and, th- and, and his life. Yeah, He's
3: got, I mean, every Mother's Day, ask him how lucky he thinks he really is. So I don't. I don't have a problem with calling Dak Prescott lucky. He's earned everything that he is to this point. He fights his ass off. He's a football player that plays quarterback, and I don't think everybody in the league does that. So yeah, to say here's six games over the course of his career that he didn't win. Uh, what you know, we don't, we have time for the other 58 or whatever. Yeah. I just thought that that's short sighted.
4: The thing about the money thing, that's I, I give Dak and his his agent a lot of credit he waited you out. You know, he waited you out. The Cowboys could have been much more proactive and made this like a almost like a Jimmy Garoppolo contract, 25-28 million dollars, but you waited, you waited, you waited and then you talk about not taking the fifth year. He's thinking like, "Okay, if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to compensate me for that, I'll take a shorter contract and I'll get back at this again. Yep. I'll 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 make you I'll make you give me a third contract." Yep. You know, and so when you start to talk about and 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 this and this is the the thing that we deal with, it's money. Tank Lawrence dealt with it. Amari Cooper dealt with it. Everybody that makes money has dealt with that, like, well, they're not worth that. The, that's, that's the low-hanging fruit when you start to, like, criticize players. He makes too much money. That's the first thing, you know, because you don't have a really good argument other than, well, he's, he hadn't looked good against the Patriots. He didn't really look good. Well, how about the other games he did look good? You know, and you, and you talk about bad quarterbacks, bad teams. You know, Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl just a few years ago. You know, he has a career-winning percentage against them that's pretty incredible If the last time I checked.
5: You know, I'm the first one to criticize because this is kind of what we do on here. But I've also learned over time to look at it a different way. It's like, okay, it's easy to criticize a player, but then, what are the options? If not him, then who? And I've realized too Cooper how Rush. difficult.
2: <laughs> well, <true. laughs> and on the next segment. And
5: on the next. Yeah. No, but I, real- I realized how difficult it actually is to find a well rounded quarterback. I was here. It's tough. Like, I got here towards the end of, you know, when Tony Romo got towards the end of mm-hmm. getting closer to the end of his career. I was here when we went through different quarterbacks, uh, Matt Castle. Kellen Moore. I'm thinking of all these other ones that I can't remember their names. But Brandon
4: th- Whedon. Uh.
5: Brandon Whedon. Yeah, not a very nice guy, but not good on the field. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the, po- the point is, I went through that little period where I, I saw how miserable it is to not have a quarterback that you can feel that you can win games with. And yeah. then, you get this diamond in the rough that just suddenly appeared in a fourth round, and he starts winning games for you and he starts playing and he shows everything that you would want a quarterback to be the only problem is you're not gonna get perfection (laughs) perfection and Aaron Rodgers or uh, Tom Brady type of players and the thing that I feel that we always talk about here as as far as Dak Prescott he does need the help most quarterbacks do and it just hasn't gotten you to where you want to be but I think that you got to look at everything else that surrounds Dak, and it's not just his fault.
4: In, yeah. in in when Nick first started covering this team in 1999, I was starting the same time in, in personnel. I would have killed to have Dak Prescott as our quarterback. Mm, we mm. had nobody. We tried everybody. We tried baseball players. We tried everybody. A couple co- baseball had, players. We tried guys that were broken first-round picks, uh, you know, Ryan Leafs. We've tried everybody. I would have killed and I would still be working in scouting, I believe, if I would have had a quarterback that was as good as Dak Prescott. But that's how hard this is. That's how hard it is to find these guys. You know, I think we got very fortunate with Tony Romo. Nick will tell you, he was covering the team. These guys are all covering the team when, when, uh, when uh, Quincy Carter fails a drug test. We were gonna cut Tony Romo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That shows you how close we were to really screwing this thing up. Yeah. You know? Those are the kinds of things I mean, Dak is not perfect. But if you're getting on him about certain things, he's not he's not perfect. He doesn't throw the ball perfectly. He doesn't read all the time very well. But there's other traits that he has that makes him a winning quarterback. And I would have I could say,
2: I would have killed to have a guy like that in two thousand. Yeah, it's ironic. I was actually just telling Nick that this morning about how when we uh, at the point when when Dak got here, I was actually loving the idea of keeping Dak in in place of Romo when even when Romo was healthy. And the main reason why was because you go back to the early 2000s, and I remember how how much it was not fun. Those five and eleven seasons when you don't have a quarterback, when you don't have a quarterback on you're your team, you're in hell. You, yeah, because every every season you enter the season knowing we're basically fighting an uphill battle and as you go through the season you're like there really is no help on the way cuz if the quarterback doesn't play well and then you're going to play these other really good quarterbacks and you're not even beating the the average quarterbacks like you don't have an average quarterback you got quarterbacks that are down in the lower part of the league it is no fun and and so i think when when the cowboys got i will say they got lucky to get Dak Prescott when they got lucky to get Dak Prescott yeah. To me, that became a godsend for them, and I'm not. I'm not doing the anything scouts, necessarily. Run that away.
4: The scouts thought they had Dak Prescott and Jamil Showers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the argument. Wade Wilson's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing here, boys? You know, no, no, no Wade. We've got him. Jamil Showers. That's Dak Prescott. What? You know, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the kind of things. That's the kind of things you go through. You know, when you're when you're trying to find the quarterback position that you're just like there's some unbelievably bad decisions made along the way trying to find that guy. So you you better be careful what you wish for if you want to move on from guys.
2: All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. we got some phone calls already lined up. We're going to get some matchups too, a couple different positions I want to talk to these guys about. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: Book an appointment at your local SLR Experts. Find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more with Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the
2: SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Our segment here is presented by Blockchain.com. Uh, let's jump into the, the phone lines. we got a call from Tom in Roanoke, Virginia. Tom, what up?
7: How are you doing, Derek? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, I think the quarterback discussion about Dak. That and Brian has been on this and probably seen more of it than anybody. When, when Tony Romo went out and they had to play Dak, you have to give credit to Scott Linehan that said this is his comfortable skill to win the game and used as many plays that were in the playbook that focused on that skill. After that first season... They decided, okay, this guy has the the ticket to be a franchise quarterback. We have to transition him into a pocket passer. I I just think everyone says we want the rookie Dak back, and I think that Dak is a winning quarterback. I just, you know, sitting in the pocket trying to pre-snap read the defense isn't his strongest suit as much as it is in a RPO situation. He reads the reaction of the player in front of him or the, the player in the play to continue the play. Does that make sense?
3: Thanks for the call. Best thing. I mean, um, it's not about rookie Dak. I mean, I think I'd rather have rookie Zeke. I mean, I think that team was <laughs> – I'd rather have 2016 Frederick Ricky and Martin. Line. Yeah, and that offensive line. I mean, yeah. I, I think that that was – Ron Leary. Supporting cast <laughs> <Yeah>. around him. <laughs> Uh, was was a lot stronger. And, you know, you said that earlier about, you know, playing for the future and, and playing and trying to keep developing Dak. And, and 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 I get it. I mean, but but in hindsight, now you look at it and go, okay, how much did he change from 16 to where he is now? And he has. He's developed, of course. Um, but that was also their moment. That was their time. That was they drafted Zeke to play with an experienced Romo, and he got her, and he got healthy-ish again, and, you know, I think you can still look back and go and wonder what would have happened if Romo would have played it later in the year, uh, played in the playoff game. But you couldn't do it because Dak had earned the right to to be the guy. And so, yeah. I, I mean, but it was just it's one of those what-if situations. I don't
4: think that it was Dak's fault they lost the Green Bay game. I think it mean? was – I think there was – you know, I think he went toe-to-toe with that guy pretty well. I think that there was some – I think I hit a third nineteen yeah. on you.
3: I don't think Romo gets down twenty one to three, but that brought him back. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's an it's an argument. And the other you can part have. to that too,
2: like Romo's had some games where he's sure. had to bring them back, and
3: you know, it, it's I, been those kind
2: of games for him it's too. This,
3: it's I, I would have liked to see it, but if 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 they win the game, and yeah. you know, Crosby doesn't make that field goal, they go win the game. Or if if then just, you catch if, Atlanta at home, if if yeah. Heath. I mean, he yeah. it, blasted Rodgers. If he fumbles the ball, oh, that's any what other quarterback, That's what I'm saying. Kick it. No one ever asks yeah. if yeah. Romo should have played. Right. So, yeah. yep. it, it is. It is what it is.
5: So. Um, okay. I,
4: I thought it was a miracle, by the way, that Rodgers held onto that ball. Me too. Okay. He holds well, to the ball throws. on the other side of the catch. field. Orlando Scandrick is standing there, and it's going to be two hops into his chest, and it's going to be ball game. Yeah. You know. So that's Scandrick would have got it. I think he would have got it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Scatter could have got. He was standing there. He, would have, the, he would have scooped that one up. He would have scooped that one up. I'm
5: kidding. <laughs> I was going to ask, and this might be dumb, but whatever. Uh, I didn't get to see much of Romo's career playing. So I'm just, as I sit here and listen to you guys, obviously different players, but could Dak be just another Romo? Like, as far as what he ended up giving the Cowboys in his career type of stuff. Not how he did it, but just kind of it never led to where you want to well, be. Well, let,
2: let me ask you this question because I, I I, have a hard time with that sometimes because I think people people are very black and white about quarterbacks. It's either you're a championship quarterback or somehow you underachieved. And, and the way I look at that is I think winning a championship in the NFL, although Tom Brady makes this statement seem stupid, is very, very hard. Um, and there are some really good quarterbacks. I'm talking some excellent quarterbacks that have never won a championship. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's fair. We don't do it with any other players, but I don't think it's fair to say you're either a championship-level quarterback or you didn't quite get. You aren't quite good enough. I think Tony Romo was a really good quarterback in this league, and and I don't think the championship was necessarily the how I grade him. Now he might not have been among the best. But I think he was a very, very good quarterback. And so when you say that, I would say, yes, Dak is right there in that same range as Tony. What I mean by that is those very, very good quarterbacks, not the ones that are going to best in the league, not the ones that are going to Hall of Fame, but in that next echelon of quarterbacks, I think Dak can be there. I think that's a fair place to put him. Somewhere like Nick said, somewhere in that, I would even say more like about that 6-12, to 6-11. At any given point in his career, I think he's in that range, and to me, that's a very good quarterback. Getting to a championship about is about so much more than just yeah. quarterback play. There's a lot of other factors involved a lot of luck, too. It, it is. There's a lot of other factors that I've the quarterback there. has yeah. no control over what's
4: injuries. You know? yeah. yeah. Better chance for Romo, real quick, because you're the historian of this group. Yeah. O seven or sixteen?
3: Uh well. If yeah, if you could
4: you could if, you if he could have run a team, he ran the 07 team, but which yeah. one of the team do you have a better shot at? O-
3: 07, I think the game against Carolina, the, uh, the game where I got pink eye at halftime. But that game, though, when T.O. got hurt, high ankle sprain, I think that changed a lot because I think they really could have gone, and and I think they would have beaten the Giants. He ran around anyways and played, but I think that oh seventeen was probably the better chance there, but I don't know. I mean, it. I've always said this about Romo. If he would have ever won a championship— he would have been. I think he would have been considered the best in the NFL, the best in the in the league. Because think about it. It only took one out of Rodgers or Breeze. They've only had one, and, and they they, are, they get yeah. considered that yeah. way. If he would have done what he does, Romo things in a championship game, Super Bowls, and all that, he would be considered the best of that time. And I don't know if they, if they, if Dak if they win it, you know, if they win it, if they win a Super Bowl, and Dak's the guy. He'll definitely get elevated. I don't know if he would ever be considered like, well, he's better than Mahomes. Yeah,
4: but he'll be better than Brad Johnson and 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 the yeah, you know, the guy at Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Super yeah.
3: Bowls. I, I mean in the league. I, I mean, mean they won't I throw him in into in that, that terrible
4: list of guys who well, go, you know, no, no, no. Trent Dilfer won a no, no, Super no. No, Bowl. No, not that. I'm talking about I'm talking, about, Eli
3: Manning a, I'm talking you know. about his six to twelve. Oh if he won a Super Bowl, yeah. he would be like three. Well, you but, think? but I think I think the difference
2: is like, for example, I would the way I would equate that is like Rodgers versus Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Like Roethlisberger was right. always considered that top five guy. He was rarely considered when you start saying the top guy. Yeah. But but he was he won championships, so that Dak, got him into that yeah. top five. Dak would be that top five sure. kind of guy. Maybe not the top, but he would True. be that top five kind of guy with the. Rodgers is
4: running into a, this thing where he's a great regular season quarterback, mm-hmm. and you get him in the championship games, and uh-huh. he doesn't finish. That's true. That's going to be one of those things that they're going to say. It's almost like, like Jim Kelly in Buffalo <laughs> back in the day. You know, Jim Kelly with super and not finish. Never could. Fran Turin, not yeah. finish. Well, you, you want
3: to take. knock guys? You can always do that. People try oh, no. to lot. They yeah. knock LeBron James for that same reason. Yeah. Like he doesn't win all of the. But time he's always in it. fair though. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. No, it isn't fair. That's fair. My God.
2: He's not. He's not Mike. It's. It's okay.
3: Okay. Not everybody can be. Oh my right. God. You know what? <laughs> I like you, but you're not Jesus Christ. So you know what? You're not. Hey, it's fair. But he fair. was supposed to be. I'm with be. you on Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm with him too. Okay. I'm I think just Michael's saying. the best. Yes, but he always be the best. That's fine. This guy was supposed to be the next Michael Jordan, and he was. He's just the, not as good. He's not him. Yes. Okay. What, I mean, the expectation. Yeah. Michael Jordan was supposed to be the third pick in the draft, and he was great. This guy was supposed to be Michael Jordan, and he he was Welcome
4: back to Talking Lakers. I'm sorry. I just
3: I just but but I just think expectations. A lot of times what I one thing I hate is when people get judged off expectations that you created. Right. Like you created so who's this wrong expectation. Here? Yeah. yeah. So who's wrong. It's like, "Okay, well, oh man, this guy, this guy's got him in the playoffs every year and it's like, but they can't win." It's like, "True. Okay, you're right, but those expectations are created because of you." So I think it's not always fair.
2: All right, we're gonna take our final break. We will come back. We got another phone call lined up. We got some questions from fans, and we got some matchups we need to get to. We got a lot to do in the final segment. We only got 15 minutes. We will figure it <laughs> out. We'll Let's be back back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. The
8: season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Egg and Turf.
0: it's not complicated 5g requires compatible plan and device 5g may not be available in your area see att.com slash 5g for you for details Little sweet, did you get to work on time yeah but i just realized it's sunday little sweet says head on home dr pepper is on its way so sweet You're baby there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a doctor pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token.
6: Done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future the bank of america community homeownership commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to ten thousand dollars sort towards of your down payment or three percent of the purchase price whichever is less the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality visit bank homeowner to learn more what would you like the power to do bank of america n a equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval restrictions apply this is not a commitment to lend
7: back
3: to the break This Sunday, October 2nd, from eleven thirty to three thirty here at the Star in the Ford Center. While the Cowboys are taking on the Washington Commanders, you can bring your kids to the first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign to so register your footballer for camp. Visit DallasCowboys.com/slash Academy.
2: Welcome back. It is the final segment of the of the show, live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Mellow Light, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. I gotta say, real quick, as a personal thing, real quick. You mentioned October 2nd, that's this Sunday. It's my wife's fiftieth birthday this Sunday, so I want to say happy fiftieth birthday to my beautiful wife Sunice. We won't be on the air Sunday, so it's a good day for me to say it. And just You're okay tell her you okay with you
5: revealing that type of information? Yes,
2: absolutely. She is. We both have an agreement. Like we are, we're okay with the idea. That people know we're about to be fifty. We're okay with that. We live in
3: our lives. Big.
2: And
5: she looks amazing. Yeah. she does. By the way, well, she does. You,
3: and you like the fact that that she's older than you. Yes, I do. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> Look, I'm, that. I'm
2: the little tenderoni, man. You know, I'm her. I'm her youngster. You know, but all
3: right. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back
2: into the show. We only got 15 minutes here. We got a lot of. We actually got 11 minutes here. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff. We got to, a lot of ground we got to cover. Real quick, I want to get some matchups, some ideas on some matchups, and how you guys think these matchups will play out. Let's talk first about the Dallas wide receivers versus the Washington cornerbacks. Uh, Brian, you talked about it yesterday. How yeah. aggressive this secondary is. It is. How do you guys think that plays out?
4: I'm interested to see what happens with. I, I would go after like I say. There's the two guys you have to worry about are Kendall Fuller and then uh, Benjamin St. Juice. And those are the two guys. We'll see what William Jackson does. I I was talking with people in Washington. He just hasn't really been healthy enough, but the other two corners are doing just fine for them. They've got a couple of good safeties that have played. uh, This Derek Forrest is a good player for them. So how will they do that? Will they try and take the safeties and take guys away from you? If they're going to leave somebody by himself, I think they're going to probably leave Fuller by himself. So, uh, Look for look for the, the safeties to work with St. Juice in this game. So whoever was on Fuller, the ball needs to go down the field. Mm-hmm. Now, take a shot. Take a shot or two if you can. If you have to max protect that thing, take a shot against these corners. They're super aggressive. They'll bite on underneath stuff to try and get interceptions or get past defense.
2: The other big matchup I want to talk about, actually there are a few others, but this the next one I want to talk about is the Dallas offensive line. Versus the Washington defensive line, Nick. How do you think that plays out?
3: Well, I think that you know play action is going to be important to take those shots down the field, but to do that, you got to run the football too. You got to make them honest in, in how they run it. So I think it's going to be really big. I, you know, listening to McCarthy this morning about Jason Peters, it was hard to get a good read of what they're doing there and, and what they want to do with him. Uh, I think he's going to play some and probably play more than what he did. I'm not sure if he starts. Not sure how they handle that, but he definitely has the size in there and and, and the beef, and that's what. you're Need against the, that those guys, but running the ball is going to be key because it's going to allow them to to throw the ball down the field and and, and be more creative with the offense.
4: I would rather see Nick's buddy sooner than later. To be honest with you, Peters. Right. Yeah, Peters.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of beef there in the middle of that defense. Yeah, I, with line Payne, Payne
4: Allen, those guys. You, you just can't let them. You can't let them just wreck yeah. shop on you when yeah. you're trying to run the ball. It's gonna be hard enough for uh, for Farniak and you know and the center to be able, Biadas to be able to handle
3: these. And guys. he's you know he's played with the Eagles and he's played against Washington before. Yeah. He kind of has a good familiarity of what they're doing, there scheme wise too. So even if he's playing a different position, he he understands kind of what they're doing. You guys expect him to be the starter this week. I don't know. I don't I, think he's going to no. start,
4: but man, I will tell you what—the second play he needs to trot into the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is it that important to make get, get yeah this yeah, start? I, I, I mean, just,
4: I, I just feel like though you know, you, you know, you saw last week that he that he's capable. This team looked different with him, you know, in there running the football. Yeah. and it helps that rookie to his left to know that his mentors to the right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. When he walks back to the huddle, you know, they they could you know, after a big play, you know, I'm sure that Peters is gonna say, Hey, good job, good job. You gotta be alert, man, when they twist this thing up, get ready, they're gonna twist on us. He's gonna rock back in his stance and you know, he's gonna talk to the rookie the whole time. Whereas I, I think Farniak has done a nice job, but there's just not that power and there's not the experience mm-hmm. to say, Hey, this is what they're gonna do to us now. Get ready, get ready. And and I feel when if they win this game and he's played quite a bit, Tyler Smith is gonna say that, that that Peters was a huge help to him throughout that game
2: okay so here's the final one who's the best quarterback this weekend Cooper Rush or Carson Wentz oh, Cooper
4: a...
5: Rush
2: I
4: think skills wise I think skills wise it's 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 probably their guy skills wise when but, but your guy's not broken their guy is their guy mm. is very mentally fragile mm-hmm. now you talk about big arm he's capable of launching this thing if mm-hmm. Dallas doesn't Dallas doesn't play well in the secondary. He's capable of firing this ball to Terry McLaurin or Dotson or Samuel if he gets time. Yeah. But mentally, he's not very strong. There's just
5: more room for error on their side than yeah. Cooper Rush. So mm-hmm. to me, that automatically makes Cooper Rush a better quarterback because of the scenario that he's going to be playing in. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think this is, you know, I mean, Cooper, I mean, Carson Wentz is like Texas weather. Can be really hot. Can be really cold. And Cooper Rush is more California, where it's going to be kind of steady and going to be calm most of the time, and, and that could be good enough. You know, mm-hmm. and it can be really good when it's there. I think. I think there's. You know, so it's up to the Cowboys' defense to put him, put Carson Wentz in that cold weather situation, and you know. And I, I, I just think that. Um, I, I, I think on his best day, I think Carson Wentz is better, but I don't know how many, how frequent that really is. This is a game where I actually want to
2: see what Malik Hooker does because I do think they're going to probably take some shots they and they're are. going to have some situations where I think they're probably going to tell him look you're going to take a five step drop and you're going to launch it and we're going to see what happens that's why I want to see somebody like Hooker be able to track get to the ball and make a play on the ball he I did think that in the Tampa great, game yeah, yeah. this would be a great opportunity yeah. for him to Terry do
4: that Terry McLaurin is and, and, and usually the, if you look through history though there's been traveling. Diggs has Diggs travel shut him D- down. Diggs yeah. has traveled with McLaurin in the past. So man, but helping over the top is not Jahan Dotson, though, from his days at Penn State, is a vertical player. Exactly, and yep. he can run.
2: This and he's a... had some. He's had some big plays already yeah. for them
3: earlier this. Hey, season. this is a big game for Jordan Lewis. I think Jordan Lewis in the slot because the guys like Dotson, yeah. and like Samuel, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, yeah. It's those type of guys. It's going to be a tough matchup in the inside like that. I think it's going to be real important for Jordan Lewis to play a good game.
2: All right, let's get a phone call real quick from Chris in Indianapolis. Chris, what up?
8: What's up? Love every show you guys got. I really want to apologize for the most ridiculous call I've ever heard in my life. I've listened to your guys' show since you've been on the internet, 47 years old, and that guy cherry-picking Dak's game. If you don't like him, you don't like him. Here, I'll name a quarterback that's had a perfect game. No one ever, (laughs) ever. The the New England game, a rainstorm, a windstorm. Brady had a terrible game. I think that game was lost because of a blocked punt. It was second. The DBs—that's going to be the key of the game because those receivers can make plays. Everybody, the Cowboy fans think just because the Eagles got nine sacks that we're going to get fifteen sacks. Don't work like that. Last, love the show and prayers to Gavin Escobar's family. Sad, sad situation.
2: All right, thanks yeah. for Thank the call. You. Yeah, thanks for the call and uh yeah, Good Gavin job Escobar that up. call up there. Yeah, Gavin <laughs> Escobar um we we heard the news last night that uh that he passed away. Uh very sad situation. Nick and I I think you you kind of you you made a comment about kind of what he and other tight ends that were brought in during that era yeah. kind of meant uh, but what were your thoughts on Gavin first? Yeah, of all?
3: yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd rather start there. But um, yeah, G- Gavin. I mean, and, and a quiet guy for sure. And um, uh, was 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 here, you know, to to kind of be a second tight end and help complement Jason Witten and all that. And his career wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And and you know, he bounced around a little bit. I'm sure signing with other teams, hoping that he could, you know, be that second tight end. It just didn't work out. But but more than anything, I mean, here's a guy. That you know, he's 31 years old, and he's got a wife and two kids, and you know he, he, he serves the community as a fire department. You know, and and it's just it's sad, it's, it's sad. and and you would think we're getting used to this 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 uh, season, this year. Yeah, it's tragically, been it's been a crazy year like that, but it never does get easy to hear anything like that. And it's just it's terrible news, and I'm sure everybody. I mean, I, I know you know you guys were all just blown away when you heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously not expected. I mean, you it's one of those things
2: where not to say that it's easier or expected when you're dealing with someone who's older, but definitely when it's someone who is in the prime of their life and you hear that they've passed away. It's very, very shocking. And I was just completely shocked when I when I heard the news yeah. and my thoughts and prayers go out to his, his his wife and kids. And and it's just it's just a sad situation all the way around. Yeah,
5: yeah I had no idea he was even working at the fire department, yeah. which was I mean, that's amazing. Uh, very sad news he was actually one of my first interviews when I first got here spoke
4: Spanish right
5: he did not
4: oh i thought he I thought he was one of those guys that, that
5: no he just has the last stop. name that it 's in spanish <laughs> but but There's no a story
3: there it's yeah. it 's not funny not, he,
5: no. no he he did not speak Spanish, but he was one of my first one okay. and and just the fact that he you know me coming here it 's very intimidating, something new I've never spoken to yeah. players and things like that. But the fact that he was a quiet guy, he was that kind of personality that was just calm, just made me feel comfortable. He always had a smile, didn't speak much, but he would always have yeah. a nice smile. So it's, it's pretty devastating to hear anything like that yeah. happen. It's sad.
3: Uh, and what, what I was referring to about that, too, is I, I do think Gavin Escobar, Martellus Bennett, Anthony Fasano those guys, those guys extended Jason Witten's career. I think when they drafted, they keep drafting these second round yeah. tight ends. Jason Witten was the type of guy that was like, "Oh, okay, you really want to draft the guy in the second round? You think you think I'm done? Is that what you think? Okay, watch this. You know, you pick. Hold my beer. Watch right. this. I'm gonna, you know, set records here and that. And and it never got him on the field. You know, he yeah, didn't want yeah. to come off the field. The two tight end sets and all that stuff, especially not to catch the ball. So, uh, no, uh, you know, and, and that's. But again, that's not why we're talking about Gavin Escobar. I mean, I just thought I thought about that sort of yeah. with with Witten. But yeah, it was a sad deal. Other stuff that he talked about in the in the call, he talked about. You know, we we already we thought you know that was a small sample size to talk about Dak. But what else did he say? Corner corners. So I'm just gonna, trying to go yeah, through the calls. No, they're, they're,
2: they're going to get tested. Yeah, yeah, they will. I think we already. I think we that that's kind of what we're talking about with the matchup. Like it's going to be a. It's going to be an interesting What message. was
3: his name, Chris? Was he from Indianapolis? Indianapolis, yeah. That's awesome because <laughs> I just think – because his accent makes me feel like home, you know what I mean, it's, whether that's Texas or Arkansas or yeah. whatever. Now, you know he's in Indiana and probably people give double takes, like, where are you from? But <laughs> I love it. I love it. that That is that is home to me. Yeah.
2: All right, we're going to real quick get into our picks for the game. Let's uh, go around the table. What do you think's going to happen? Nick, you want to
3: go? Yeah, um, I've said this a lot, you know, as far as – trends go i like where the cowboys are going score wise on offense they've, they've gone up three weeks in a row and defense it's gone down three weeks in a row so i'm gonna keep that theme going i think they're better than washington i think it'll you know i think this has some signs of being a trap a trap game but um i think talent's gonna just override here you know, especially on defense going up against the offense so i'm gonna go with cowboys 24 to 12 all right got I, mean,
5: one? I got the cowboys winning um Thirty. Yeah, we're going. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Why not? (laughs) I mean, why not? They. I. I think that right now I'm trusting Cooper Rush and his arm and his peacefulness and mindfulness of you know being thoughtful in his throws and all that. I think that Ceedee Lamb will have a much better game. I think that if Michael Gallup does in fact play in this game the offense is going to have a whole new look to it this week. So I'm excited to see that in the running game. I think it's going to keep being steady how it's been uh, since last week. So Cowboys 30 and I have them maybe like 17, 17 points
4: gonna go with uh, you're gonna either get a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. I think they're really close on on hitting both of those. So that'll help you. Dallas twenty seven, the commanders twenty.
2: Hmm. All right. Uh and I actually think this is gonna be a much closer game than a lot of people think. I, I actually think I look at it like this. I think Washington's a better team better team than New York. Yeah. I think Dallas beat New York, and a lot of the game, Nick, you even mentioned this at one point during the game, yeah. it didn't feel like the score was really reflective of what we were watching. Mm-hmm. You felt like the Cowboys were the better team throughout that game right. against the Giants, but the score was not that. And I think the reason why is because the defense does what it does. It keeps the other team out of scoring situations, and, and even if they're going to give up a score, it's going to be three, typically. And the offense is not a, a, a high-scoring offense. It's an offense that's going to take some opportunities. It's going to get some scores here and there, but I don't think they're going to necessarily blow anybody out. Um, And I think because of that, then you look at a Washington team that I think has a much better defense. Has better skill positions on offense. I think they will score a little bit more, and I think uh, and I do think that that Dallas will have to have to score a little bit more than maybe they would in some other games. But I think Dallas wins this game. I think it's a close one. I think it's twenty four nineteen, and I think it's close all the way down the end. It'll be a good game. I think a really good game.
4: Dallas, if they get the ball, I mean, check on have they been doing a good job? I know the Giants game wasn't, but the the Cincinnati game, the Tampa game, the first fifteen for the Cowboys has been really yep, good. Now be nice if they could get on those points. Penalty-free. Yeah, mean, 7 because they, they were moving. So, something like that, get 7-up and then, and then rush the passer like a son of a gun. The yep. 30
3: points sounds like a lot. But really, when you think about it, I mean, I, I mean Noah, Noah Brown was mugged in the end zone. They didn't call mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah. that's a 4-point swing probably. Yep. And then, you know, missed a field goal too. Yeah, they had a six, drop pass. Yeah, six. I mean, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, they're there's 7 points away from that. And they, they left a lot of points on the field. Yeah, so, I, I, don't, I don't think they're too far away from getting to that 30, 30 Yeah, the, the only
2: thing I think about there is – like I think that's what they are right now, is they're not going to be perfect. Right. Like, they're going to be those moments that are just not going to quite work out because that's what they are right now offensively. Uh, I think I agree with you, Brian. If if it's going to get to 30, I think it's going to be because the defense or special yeah. team will give them a score, yeah. and then often offense will fill in the rest. But appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. till in for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.